Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Baseball uh, with me, Joe and Sam. Hello. Hello. Um, so we have had the biggest free agent, maybe overall, at least the biggest one left, has now signed. Um, Trevor Bauer, that is. Uh, and much fanfare. Yeah. Tried leaked to, competitions on his website and all sorts of tried, other... Tried to make it into a LeBron sort of thing. Yeah. I don't know. That, firstly, it wasn't quite the same the same level of excitement and stuff. But, um, yeah, he... Um, people really dislike him. And to be honest, there are a lot of very valid reasons to dislike him to do with his views and personality. Um I kind of I do quite like that he's going all in on the the being a star thing. I think that's kind that actually having people who are divisive is probably good for the sport. Yeah. Um, Instead of everyone being boring. But he did also make a bit of an arse of himself with some of this. Um and yeah, that that I want yeah. to announce on my YouTube channel stuff is just a bit Yeah, the thing I I also find it funny is he was also talking about this like oh he's not going to not going to do it like uh, like our free agents and just chase the money and um and all this and he's gonna he really wants to you know talk to the teams and stuff and he has ended up going to the dodgers which i mean i don't know it's, it doesn't seem that that inventive does it it's you're so different yeah you signed a massive free agent deal with the dodgers and if you weren't going to go there you might have gone to the mets with their new rich owner yeah big big wow yeah He's not. Um, I think I mentioned on the last podcast about like Arenado player power and stuff with Deshaun Watson as well. He he has done a bit of that. I mean, he. You're right. His talk of I'm going to do it differently. He also made a big thing about I'm going to do one year deals because I'm going to go better every year. Yeah, he uh, didn't do that. No, I mean, maybe this was all a negotiating for to just get as much money as possible. Um, and he went shorter. To be fair, if you look at the other big contracts recently that went really long like Harper went for 13 years yeah um, I, I want to be settled in one place and all this stuff Bauer did go for he, the, he also do, doesn't have the track record, record of those sort of guys there does he yeah I mean he doesn't I mean, he was so young contract. he was incredible last year but on a short season but he's also yeah a lot of his career he's been like you know high freeze low fours ERA earlier in his career at least. Well, the same is true of Garrett Cole. I mean, Bauer's sample of being really yeah. elite is um, he's smaller. Yeah. Um, but Garrett Cole, when he became a free agent, had basically been in Houston and been good for two years. Yeah, but he was also... Didn't Cole have, like, a reputation? When he was at the Pirates, I remember people talking about him like he's, like, an elite pitcher. Like, he had a reputation, like, he's meant to be really good. It's just he played for the Pirates... Well, so that was partly because he was a, a first overall pick and a, a top prospect, though. I think that yeah. was part of the carryover there. Um, yeah, I I don't really want to get into like good on him because he got loads of money thing. I think that's done a bit too much with athletes. It's like they they're all getting loads of money. Um, the fact he got more than whoever yeah. else. How much did he get? Of, was it? There's forty million in one of the seasons or something ridiculous. The the big one for me is that he's. As it stands, he's due more in one season than some total team payrolls. That's like, yeah, that's an issue. That's a, a big red flag for the sport. 
Um, and in general, the contract is so enormous that there's obviously loads of people going to be critical of it. But I think, as we've spoken about before with him, is it's not really about what he's done. He's the ultimate test of the free agency. Is there's always been this like these guys aren't getting contracts for who they were. It's who they're going to be. And his is actually, well, who he has been is definitely not a $40 million a year pitcher. Um, but the idea is, he, as you've said before, he's just always getting better and always trying to get better as well, which, I mean, you could maybe question some other athletes how much they try to get better after they get a massive contract. Um, and yeah, the, the Dodgers obviously believe that he's going to be that guy into the future. Yeah. Assume that he's going to carry on improve. Well, you can't really improve anymore, but he's going to carry on trying to be good, trying to improve. From a competitive balance standpoint, though, it, it is kind of rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. For um. Yeah, around the league, but it's. I guess it makes the it spices up the Padres Dodgers thing a bit more. But it might to be I don't know though because it might also just make the Dodgers just better than the Padres anyway, despite all the stuff the Padres did. That's the thing is this yeah. feels like a real big, yeah. I I've mentioned before about whether the Dodgers felt they had to respond to the Padres making a move, and it's like quite well, okay. Was it Darvish came second in NL Cy Young last year, so they got yeah. the guy who won it. Yeah. Yeah, and when they to go with had, Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller. And Dustin May coming up, and Julio Arias, David Price. and David Price is coming back. Like they've got the best rotation in the sport, and I I don't really think it's actually that close. Like, yeah, I mean they're they're like seventh pitcher. Is better, probably better than most teams. Second. Yeah, I mean Gonsolin. Gonsolin's not even going to be near the rotation. It's just it it's incredible. Yeah. Um, also cool uh, for the Dodgers. I mean. Like I said, I, I don't really applaud mega rich people for spending money. It's like, well, okay, well done. But we've seen in many sports um, where you win a championship. I mean, the Red Sox in baseball, obviously, we've seen it in the Premier League as well, where teams win a, they get to their holy grail, and then they kind of either cut back on spending or don't try and get better, and that's where they come unstuck. And the Dodgers have got, they've ended their World Series drought and have then made themselves like the massive favourites to win it again they've gone and got the guy yeah which is pretty impressive really um, I, I mean I wrote an article before a few hours before it was announced on like if he goes whichever team he goes to is probably going to be like favourites to come out of the National League uh, I think the Mets might have taken that if they'd got him yeah I mean him with DeGrom would have been that's the best one to Probably, and then with Syndergaard to come back and and Carrasco and Stroman, I mean that that's oh, pretty yeah. filthy. Forgot they got Carrasco actually, but yeah, it's um, it's quite bad, really, a bad sign for the Mets. I mean, it's not the worst. They're they're still going to be better than they were. I think we've haven't got Lindor and Carrasco, but not actually managing to get any of the free agents, the big free agents at all. Like they were linked with all of them. Yeah, and it's a weird yeah. one as well because Springer seemed like I don't really know why they didn't get Springer. I don't know if this was just like they had a maximum price they wanted to pay, and all of them. Well, apparently he he got the same offer from the Mets, but he just chose the Dodgers, which is like, okay, fair enough. I mean, the Mets, they just don't. I know stuff has changed there, but they 
the Dodgers are, are proven that they just win the division every single year. Yeah. There's, there, we've not yet seen the Mets not go full Mets. They kind of need to prove that they can be a proper organization. They actually, yeah, good. And so I can understand—you'd play for the Dodgers over the Mets, wouldn't you? Like that's—that seems like a given to me if, if the money's straight up. Um, the real Muto thing—it seemed like they pulled out of that pretty early. Yeah, ended up with um, James McCann. Was it James McCann? Yeah, which is just like that's fine. Yeah. But it's also, I guess the Lindor thing was the big statement, but I, with the new ownership, but that was also relying on Magic to extend him. Yeah. Do you assume they're going to give him all the money? But um, I don't know. I mean, you feel like they, the free agency, especially when there's guys available like there were, that can make a big difference is, is the way to go when you decide you're going to spend money because then you don't have to give up any prospects. Like, yeah, I think the weird th- thing, I mean, also, this is why Bauer, to to an extent, it was a, a weird situation it got into when it was Dodgers versus Mets for him because both of them were like in the top th- three or four National League teams without him. And now the Dodgers have got him, they're the obvious number one. But the Mets are like they're still what the third or fourth best team. Yeah. In, like if you're doing a power rankings to get to the World Series sort of thing right now, you'd still have the Mets right up there. Neither of them actually needed him, and it's, so that was kind of cool. Is you had these two good teams or two very good teams trying to become like super teams. But then the other side of that is loads of teams. Could have... Oh, sorry. I think we've had a bit of um, like. Sorry, you just cut out there, Sam. You might want to repeat that. Oh, right, okay. Well, I was, I was basically just saying how the teams that were already set to contend is them getting Bauer makes them maybe, like, no one's unbeatable, but they become a lot stronger. But there were loads of teams that if they put Trevor Bauer on them, it really would have pushed their ceiling a long way. Yeah. And that's where it would have been cool to see him go. I think we mentioned, unfortunately, a lot of those are smaller market teams. But there were quite a few teams that's like, if you put Trevor Bauer on there, they go from, like, fringe team to right in the mix. But instead, it came down to, like, well, one of the top three or four National League teams is going to become the favourite in the National League. And, well, that's not... He's yeah, not massively not changing the world, is it? No. Yeah. Like, Trevor, Trevor Bauer's elbow falls off tomorrow, and the Dodgers might still be favourites to make the World Series. They're that good. Yeah. It's sort of a bit underwhelming in that way, isn't it? And sort of contributes to the to the whole trying to make a LeBron type thing. Yeah, is, is not, LeBron not really goes somewhere and, and you're you're yeah. one of the favourites from the championship. Yeah, or like cha- changing the yeah the whole changing the landscape of the league stuff. It's not really done that at all. No, no, no. You've just you just changed teams and you've actually joined. I think the Dodgers are probably already favourites to win the World Series, yeah. and they've just won it. If, if um, he'd gone to the Mets, it would have been more interesting. I think a yeah. bit, because the Mets yeah. are like haven't actually been good yet. But it's like the World Series champions who've won their division for what like ten years in a row, not not quite ten, but close. It's eight or nine now, isn't it? Yeah, it's like I don't know. Just just ended up joining the best team anyway. It yeah. really doesn't. It doesn't matter that much if he's there or not. It's going to may well get some rings. So 
World Series rings, but it's like, it, I don't know, it doesn't... They probably would have won them if he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, he's just... Um... It, uh, underwhelming, I think, is fair, and I mean, we don't we end up on this topic all the time because I think it's the fundamental kind of picture of baseball at the moment. But um, that's where it just is the big market teams. How different the payrolls are. That's the problem. There is it, it came, and the other team that was really seemed to, whether they were that involved or not was the Yankees. So the Yankees then make the Cole Bauer two-headed monster, and it's like, well, wouldn't it be cool if a big free agent could go to a team that wasn't in Los Angeles or New York? That would have been quite. <laughs> That that would would have been how you spice it up, and also how his desire to to have a LeBron type free agency is more interesting. But ultimately, like yeah. you were going to one of the contenders in a in Los Angeles or New York, that seemed to be it. There were like almost no other teams even mentioned for him, were there? I can't think of any. Although the I, Angels the also fall into the group of teams yeah. that their their whole thing changed if they signed Trevor Bauer. So the the Giants are mentioned at some points. I think, but not much. That might also only just be because I follow Giants stuff. Yeah, and that's that's still going to a big market and yeah, yeah. one of the the richest places in America. I mean, it it's just this like you said, this whole I'm having a different free agency and all that is like is a bit. Uh, he joined the World Champions and got an enormous multi-year contract. Yeah, you've really spiced it up there. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, um. There was another like biggish deal that we should move on to, I think, because um, we've sort of done that uh, with Marcel Lazuna um, signing. Yeah, thoughts? Um, I mean, he's he's basically a DH now, isn't he? And there's no <laughs> DH. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, how much money did he get? It was quite a lot, wasn't it? I think it was it was somewhere sixty something. Um, I'll have a quick look. I think this one is well. It's quite clearly a um, a bet on the DH coming in sooner rather than later. Four years, sixty-five million. Okay. So it's not that much per year, but it's also like, yeah, if you don't have a DH, he's already a bad defender. In four years' time. Yeah, don't know how that I mean, works. The, yeah, I know. Did you see? Uh, I think Petriello was tweeted something the other day, a couple of days ago, of sprint speeds for Zuna, and it's just like dropping off like ridiculously in the last four or five years. Just every year, he's getting like a lot, lot slower, and he's had injuries along the way. Yeah, but it's not amazing, I, really. I, we don't actually. I don't think we mentioned it. It's the Braves, did we? No, I don't think we did. We just we we're not very good at that. We just start talking about something without actually saying what we're talking about. Well, if, if someone's listening to this, they probably know. Maybe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's. Without the DH, I don't know how much it, how much it makes them better. If they had the DH, then it's like, yeah, it's just an extra bat. It's an extra big bat in the team. Isn't it? Although I guess he's going to be playing all the time anyway, but his defense, like, is going to hurt. But then we don't. I also wonder if his defense could rebound at all because he was 
like a yeah, really good defender. He was cold glove, wasn't he? Yeah, and um, it's not like he's 38 now. Um, he, no. he has dealt with injuries, and he, like I said, he, he has got a lot slower, which is usually an indicator. But um, they obviously don't think that's a terminal. Is he DH forever, like Nelson Cruz or something? Um, yeah. Or they know something that isn't public about whether the DH is going to be in the National League this season. Yeah. But I do find it weird when you have um, when teams basically have like two thirds of a really good defensive outfield, then just add someone in that's just bad. It's sort of like yeah. I don't know it's like you're, but I you're just taking you're like taking away almost some of the upside of the other guys. It feels a bit like. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, it, it feels it's like, like you should sort of have an identity on that front, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like, it's like well, they're going to have Christian Pash probably playing a lot of centre field. Who's like his main thing is like being a great defender, really. Well, and he can hit as well, but I mean, he's like just a great defensive centre fielder. And then it's like what? Then it's like if the ball goes a bit further away from him, then it's like it's going to be a hit every time because Marcezuna's meant to be catching it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It's like. I don't know. It's I. I just. I just don't really like that for some reason as a thing. If I've. Uh... I, I partly don't like it because I like the like, and not that it matters. It doesn't. It's not no. like quantifiable. I like the identity. I kind of yeah. like the teams that are just like we're going to put three guys in mash in the outfield. Yeah. Like, well, it can be disastrous, and obviously you do give up a lot of maybe slightly humiliating runs. Like, there's reasons not to do it. I know, but also it's like right, we're just going to score a thousand runs a game. And we're just yeah. going to have like three thirty home run hits in the outfield. That's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just the mix thing that I don't. Like. I think it's particularly when you have someone that is almost a defensive specialist. That's like one of their main tools, and it's like, I don't know. It just feels a waste almost to be using that tool to basically make up for someone else's shortcomings. I don't know how that balances out in production as well. Because often if you've got a, a glove first guy, you're giving yeah. up some sort of bat. And it's like, well, why didn't you just get two players who are average on both sides of the ball? Yeah. Well, I get, I think Pash is meant to be. No, I, I know he is. That, that's not yeah. the best example. But like, I guess yeah. that's what some teams do, isn't it? That's a bit of what um, the Dodgers have done with moving people around and what the Giants are kind of getting into is where like people don't have positions. So no one's going to be amazing individual. Yeah. Most of the time, they're not. But um, but you want to lose people that can do it, like can you know they're like average. Yeah, which I guess Chris Taylor. I I don't have his numbers to hand, but I'm guessing someone like Chris Taylor or Kike Hernandez, they've got their primary position where they are a really good defender. But the idea is they're basically like not a negative, all over the field. Yeah, and then that means that you can put them in when their matchup fits with their bat. Yeah. Um, was anyone else linked to Azuna at all? I think most of the reporting I saw on him was just the same as it was this, like, well, he's waiting for the DH news. And then there sort of hasn't been any. I mean, the current position is there's not going to be a DH, but it seems also possible that might change. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to change for this year. Aren't they basically set? 
after the proposal was rejected. Yeah. Um, I think. I. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't see many others linked, but also, I mean, how many national league teams, American league teams, sorry, have both a vacancy at DH and we're going to pay a sixty million dollar contract this off season? Yeah, I genuinely don't know if there's did. any teams. I don't think that's anyone, is it? No. Like the White Sox are one team that showed that they've got multiple DHs on their roster already. Um, that's it, isn't it? I mean, the Yankees might have wanted another bat, but they have just DHs like all over the place. Um, yeah, it's another one though, isn't it? I, <clears throat> I don't. I'm particularly aware of it this off season. I don't know if it's. It, maybe it's the case more often than we realise. But so of the top, is it five guys were. Bauer, Real Muto, Springer, Azuna, LeMahieu. Yeah. Three of them just back, went back to where they were. Yeah. Not that interesting. I don't, I'm being very negative, actually, aren't we? A lot about generally about I baseball. I don't think it's negative but... about, um, but I just think about how the off seasons worked out. It has been, I mean, it's been very slow again. Um, yeah. And for an off season with some quite like impactful players. I think the Azuna thing was impacted, obviously, by the DH situation. Um, yeah. And yeah, they've just, they sort of, there hasn't been like massive I've, change. I really. guess the trades have been the big change, changes. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's but where well, there's been yeah. pow, um, like power shifts, isn't it? Is where we've seen big trades. But the free agent class that actually had these pretty big names. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the, the picture, like we said, has gone to a team that, they get even better, but they were already amazing. And Springer is, is the one that's really changed stuff. But all the others, it's sort of it's been status quo, which is like, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a shrug from a previewing twenty twenty one point of view, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they, I, don't, I think most of the divisions sort of have obvious favourite, don't they? If you want to preview twenty twenty one a little bit now. Um, because yeah, I. Well, should we which should we do the the easy tick offs then? Yeah, it's. I guess are the the Yankees probably are probably the favourites, aren't they? In the, in, yeah, at least I, I mean I think they're quite comfortably favourites. Yeah, Rays just gave away Blake Snell. Um. And the Blue Jays are getting better, but that we've been over there pitching stuff. They don't really have enough there yet. Um, and then AL Central. AL Central. Yeah, maybe there aren't that many obvious favourites, actually. Because the AL Central, the Twins or the White Sox, you win it, yeah. and I'm not surprised. Yeah, maybe there's, there's a lot of like two-team races, and then also a lot of really bad teams. Yeah, that's the thing, is there's, there's not many divisions where you feel like four could win it no uh, which i guess that doesn't happen very often but there's also multiple divisions where it's like there might be three teams that are absolutely terrible um so the al west for instance yeah I mean, the al west is probably one of the more interesting ones because i don't feel like any of them are super strong anymore i mean like the astros are obviously a lot weaker I yeah, I I can't get away from saying the Astros are the favourites because they've still got Altuve, Bregman, but they've lost Springer, Verlander's hurt. Um, yeah, they're the best team maybe by default, but also the Athletics are 
I mean, they're going to find a way to win a load of games because they just do. Yeah. And there's always the hope the Angels might pull themselves together. We're just not giving up all the runs and let Mike Trout do the offense. Well, and, and Anthony Rendon. I mean, they, they've got yeah. a potential to have a ridiculous offense. Yeah, I think that one, I don't know. I don't know how you'd order those. I, like I said, I think you probably have the Astros. You probably have them top, but I don't feel great about that like I have done in recent seasons by any means. Yeah. It's, it's weird, though, because it's... Um... It would be a good division race, but I also feel like any of them will, well, don't give any of them a great chance of like winning the World Series or anything like that. Although, as we know, that can be a lottery sometimes. Um, but that's another division where like you could see the Mariners and Rangers and also maybe the, uh, the Angels just because they're going to do Angels stuff. They could also all lose a lot of games. Yeah. And then you end up with a wild card. Yeah, and then the other team, the other team that doesn't win the division, gets in the wild card because they get to play against these terrible teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So yeah, the NL, the National League, National League East, is that's open, isn't it? It has it has been open for the last few years, hasn't it? And it's basically the Mets have now obviously made the moves. So. They might be favourites. People's got the Braves. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that it, that feels like, like... Was it last year? No, it was the short year. Was it 2019 we went into it and it felt like a proper four-team yeah. affair? This year it feels... It feels very much Braves, Mets, Gap, Nationals. Nationals, And Phillies. then maybe another Gap. Um because um, the Nationals, if they get their if the, they get going, yeah. The other thing is the Marlins were also good last year, and with their like young players, it's like you don't know like any of them make a step forward. Yeah, they've got the pitching as well, haven't they? They've got the pitching, yeah. and that's where you see teams really they can just roll for like two or three months. They just have yeah. like four of their five starters get hot, and you can't beat them. Um, that that division is is interesting again because. None of them are ju- have just like burnt everything down. Like they, a couple of the teams have not been as active this off season as they perhaps should have been, or we'd like them to be. And I don't think the Marlins have not really done anything. Um, but they also haven't lost much. Um, so yeah, why can't they be like semi good again? You don't feel like any of those teams are candidates to lose a hundred games. Uh, no, not at all. That that's actually what yeah. At the bottom, it's like the best, worst team, if you know what I mean, in any of the divisions. Definitely, yeah. I feel like it's there's no team that's trying to lose at the moment. Yeah, and I think they're all, in their own way, are kind of trying to win. Um, although trying to win uh, in baseball Twitter seems to mean giving out bad contracts, which the Marlins haven't done. But they also haven't traded away their good players for nothing, which is what a lot of other teams have done. Yeah. They've basically just run it back, and they've got young players, so running it back should mean you're yeah, better. Yeah, that's basically just sit, sitting and waiting for the players to develop. Yeah, which is that's fine. what they should be doing. Um, should we go on to the central? Yeah, the is central, it too depressing which in the middle is, of a uh, pandemic to talk about that? That is, 
that is the um, the example of what you were talking about, isn't it? With uh, the pirates in the central, are like the perfect example of that of just giving away all their players. I mean, I was saying there's no one in the NL East who might lose 100 games. The Pirates might lose 150 games. Yeah. They'd lose 150 games in a 140-game season. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know who's playing for them anymore. They just they don't have any players left. I'd... Yeah, I think that... I reckon they're going to be the worst team in the league. And I'd be pretty confident in that, I think. In the National League? Maybe in all the baseball. All the baseball. I don't know. The Orioles are going to suck again. And the Tigers will be pretty bad. Yeah, but I mean... I don't know. I think the Rockies. The Rockies would be my my sneaky pick to be the worst team in baseball. Oh, yeah, because of the Padres and Dodgers. Yeah, Yeah. they're going to just get beaten up by the Padres and Dodgers. Let's go back to the Central, though. Let's talk about that in a minute, because we're 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 just going to go off. off I just... I just this can't get off the slagging off the Rockies, that we've, though. This format that we've just come up with, out of thin air, where we're just going through the divisions. Okay. So, yeah, we're talking about the Central. The Cardinals are the favourites there. Yeah. W- yeah. Particularly Varonado. And the, Cub- yeah, the Cubs aren't really bothered anymore, are they? The Cardinals are the, the one where I feel most... I feel more confident about that than several of the other divisions. I think the Cardinals being the best team there. Partly yeah. because although the Cubs still have quite a few really good players, I could see them trading away some at the deadline or maybe even before the season. Yeah, I mean, Bryant's getting traded, isn't he, at some point? Because so many are uh, pending free agents. Um, yeah. And they've, they, they've already they it down. given players away and not added anyone, really. Yeah, and the Reds, the Reds also, Patterson. I mean... They just did whatever. I mean, they they haven't actually traded loads of people away yet, but they signed Castellanos and Moustakis last off season, and then they tried to win for like a year. literally sixty games, and went, well, we didn't win the World Series, so we've given up. That's they, um, they, yeah. They're a team that usually has a really low payroll, and they basically, well, when they, whatever it was, uh, when they traded for Bauer as well. And that stuff, and they were like, you know, they had a really good rotation, and it seemed like they're actually going to try for a bit. And you get the sense that they've they're going to stop trying now. Too much. They've just sort of, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't work. Very, very defeated. And the Brewers, <laughs> the the Brewers seem to be. Um, I mean, they're also just team small payroll, aren't they? And I mean, they've still got Christian Yelich, but he's like, well, this isn't. This isn't the NBA. Having one yeah. MVP candidate doesn't do anything. You've, for a lot of teams do that sort of thing to try and it's like keep keeps people excited. Maybe it's like every few years and maybe quite a few years they'll just have an off season where they'll do loads of stuff, bring in all these big players and everything, and trade. And we'll just after that we'll just not try and improve. Well, they do all that, and they're like a good team, not an amazing team with those players they bring in and they just because those players just age they just slowly get worse from just being good I wonder if we hear stuff about Jelic getting traded at some point again um, because I mean they're, they strike me as another team that was probably hoping for the expanded playoffs and while we'll sneak in 
will sneak yeah. in by just having like a couple of good players. And then there's been talk of trading Josh Hader as well, who's getting very expensive very quickly. And obviously Campbell, um, who is like was bad and then just now. Now he's going to get twenty five thousand saves for the Dodgers in two weeks. I mean, it, yeah. it's just. I mean, the, the Lorenzo Kane contract as well, which at the time was, oh, well, that's a lot of money for a club first centre fielder in his 30s. And guess what? It's a lot of money for a guy who's no longer as good a defender and isn't hitting as well. Yeah. And you're a small payroll team. I mean, no one could have seen this coming. It's just, he, that contract at the time we said, this is why teams are not doing those contracts, is because they age like milk. And it, that one has done exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's, it basically prevents them from actually being that good because they're not going to just spend that money anyway on someone else, like the like the Dodgers might do, or the Yankees. It's like that that money that they're giving to him that that they've only got so much of it. It's gone. Basically, yeah, it's gone. They're not going to not going to sign other free agents. Or trade for other people that are on that amount of money while they're paying him. Yeah, so the NL Central is just is just a bit bleak, isn't it? it, it there's do you remember there's another, there's another team we've not mentioned. Uh, well, we did Cardinals are the favourites. Cubs, Reds, Pirates. That's five. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I forgot about the Reds. I forgot we did the Reds. But yeah, it's just it's... that a few of them are kind of the same. I mean, that's part of the problem. Yeah, like you say, it did look really good. The other, like last year, or maybe was it last year? It was last year when the, the Reds, Reds did stuff? In, yeah. Was it? Yeah. So there was actually a lot of teams trying to be good. That w- last year, also last off season, was that a year after um, the Yelich? Like Yelich had been there for a year, I think. Or was it? I'd been there slightly longer, but the, the Brewers were close. Had been to yeah. like Game Seven of the Championship Series, and the Cubs yeah. were still. They've After got that this, amazing Yelich year, the Cubs dynasty that was one World Series and yeah. no other World Series appearances. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, the Cardinals actually don't look that good either, to be honest. Is they've got Arenado and Goldschmidt, which, as we spoke about before, is phenomenal, um, and it'd be cool if Carpenter bounced back and Flaherty and stuff. But like, they're not. Their roster is nowhere near um, the NL Big Four at the moment of the Dodgers, Padres, uh, Mets, and Braves. No, it's not how it works. I know, as we said, like if they get to the playoffs, they can easily win the World Series. Um, but you wouldn't have them as favourites in a seven-game series against any of those teams. No. Okay, so um, yeah, should we move? let's move on to the West now. Finally. Yes. Uh, that is, in some ways, is exciting because, I mean, you've got the Padres who I think are probably a team that have improved the most in the off season. Yeah, I think that's. I, think, I mean, they've they've gone from like having some decent like hitters and like young players to actually legitimately like having one of the best rotations like a really scary rotation um, so you've got them against the World Series champion Dodgers and that is I mean hopefully that's going to be a good division race 
but you know, I guess we'll see. Well, and they'll, they'll just beat all the other teams like every time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that's one thing where it's like one of them gets swept once by one of the other three teams or something, and it, that could be the difference. Um, yeah. But it, it's very, very, very much a two-team race, isn't it? So it, 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 those two need to be close because the others are not going to be that close to them, I don't think. Like, I can't see the Diamondbacks or the Giants really even being near the wild card. No, it's not with them in that division. Because one of those teams, you imagine, is getting one of the wildcard spots as well. Yeah, that's the problem you've got, actually, is when you've got five top teams, and it, it may well not work out like this, but it looks a lot like Cardinals win the Central, Braves yeah. or Mets win the East, Padgers or Dodgers win the West, and then the losers of the West and the East play a one-off wildcard game, which is yeah. nowhere near enough. They need to play a longer series, but yeah. like... And it, it, and then it actually it. seems, yeah, it actually seems quite difficult to see any other outcome. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, I mean, hopefully it gets mixed up. But then also, um, they're the teams that tried. Part of the reason we're so high on those teams is they've they've all drastically improved their rosters. Well, the Braves sort of this off season, and that's why it looks like there's a gap between them and the rest. So it would be in a way a shame if these teams don't get rewarded for doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You can't. You can't exactly blame those teams. It's on the other teams really for not being good enough. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but the West is. Yeah. I mean, the Giants did not do much of note. The Diamondbacks. Signed Tommy did. Stella. That was about it. Yeah. Um, and they they got Gausman back on a qualifying offer. Um, and the Diamondbacks did nothing. Is that right? I. Think, I can't think of anything they've done. Um, and the Rockies traded away like their greatest ever player for some crisps or something. And, and um, paid the other team. And paid the privilege. other team to take their greatest ever player for a bag of Watsits. I mean, it's just, yeah, the all-time stinkiest trade ever made. Um, and then they're probably, they're either going to give Trevor Story a stupid contract that he wants out of in two years, or they're going to trade him as well. Um Side note, when I wrote an article reacting to the Bauer thing, I was looking into like the other pitchers that could be available from these bad teams. It would be really interesting if the Rockies choose to trade a couple of their starters, and particularly Herman Marquez. Yeah. That that could be a move that these teams that don't get Odorizzi slash missed out on Bauer look into, I think. Yeah, I mean, is he is he been good? Uh, he's got stuff, yeah. and his numbers are pretty good on the anything that's adjusted for ballpark. Yeah, yeah it's just uh, and the other thing as well with um, Rocky's pitches is they, I mean, they never put up consistent numbers year to year anyway. No, if no, Rocky's he, pitcher has one good year, then it's like they're probably quite good. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see him pitch somewhere. Basically, there's loads of the players in the Rockies. Anyone exciting on the Rockies, it would be nice to see them on another team because, as we spoke about the last podcast, about their player development. And just they're going to be bad. They're going to be very, very bad, you feel like, for quite a while now, potentially. Um, 
So yeah, it'd be good if his career could happen somewhere else. Yeah. Should we? Um, okay, we've done all the divisions. So should we? Should we wrap up there? Yeah. All right. Do you think? Yeah, um, I think so. so. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not much else to happen in the off season, really, is there? Um, but I, I think teams are starting to go to down to spring training. Um, so maybe we'll do some more previews, uh, like you know, during spring training and stuff. I guess. Yeah, we we'll look some into point. some more and do some. Uh, yeah, look at some prospects that might come up as well and that sort of thing. That'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. So see you next time, everyone. Bye.